welcome to Mr. Wilson's Media Literacy Podcast. In our last podcast, we discussed the meaning of the word media and the term media literacy. Today, we will talk about the first core concept of media literacy. There are six core concepts in total, and we will focus on each one with an individual podcast. But before I begin, let's take a look at and define the term core concept itself. A core is the center of something. We probably all know what an apple core is. It's the center of the apple, the part you don't eat. If someone wants to get at the core of an idea, they want to get to the essence of it, the most important part. And concept is just a fancier word for idea. So the core concepts of something are the most important ideas. The six core concepts of media literacy are the six most important ideas to know about it. If you are a student in Mr. Wilson's class, the first thing you will write in your journal or blog entry is the first core concept, which is this. All media messages are constructed. In other words, every single piece of media you encounter was made by people who almost always put a lot of thought and time and often money into making it. Again, the core concept is all media messages are constructed. Almost all media are very carefully crafted and no part of it is accidental. Think of a logo. When a company is deciding on a logo, they don't simply take a piece of clay and say, let's throw it at the wall and whatever kind of shape it makes, there's our logo. No, even a simple thing like a logo is carefully designed and takes a lot of time, thought, and money. They don't throw the clay at the wall. They shape it. They craft it. They manipulate it. Which brings us to our words of the day, manipulate, and media manipulation. What does manipulate mean? To manipulate is a verb meaning to control. We can manipulate an object, bending, folding, or shaping it to our designs, but we can also try to manipulate a person through persuasion, coercion, trickery, or other means. Manipulation is the noun form of the word. You use manipulation when you beg nonstop for the latest video game, driving your parents crazy until they finally give in just to get some peace and quiet. Please, 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 please. That's manipulation. So now that we know what manipulation is, and of course we remember what media means, who can try to figure out what media manipulation is? Pause this podcast for a little bit to think and take a guess. Okay, I'm sure you had a pretty good idea, but the definition we will use is this. Media manipulation is the altering, adjusting, or changing of words, sounds, or images for a desired effect. Again, media manipulation is the altering, adjusting, or changing of words, sounds, or images for a desired effect. And this brings us right back to the first core concept of media literacy. All media is created. 
Therefore, all media is manipulated. And the reason for that manipulation is to manipulate the audience. So not only is all media manipulated, but all media aims to manipulate the audience. All of it. This is a very important concept to remember. However, another important concept to remember is that even though media manipulation can be a bad thing, an advertisement for cigarettes being a great example of negative media manipulation, it can also be used in good or neutral ways. An example of good or positive media manipulation would be a public service announcement or PSA for staying drug-free or for reading. Another example of good media manipulation would be this podcast, which I have manipulated as best I can by writing, editing, and revising my script, recording and editing my voice, and adding music and images, all in order to manipulate you, my audience. But am I trying to trick you or fool you? No. Am I trying to get you to buy something? No. I am simply trying to engage and keep your attention while educating you about media and trying to get you to think critically about all the media in your life. I think that is positive media manipulation myself. Much media manipulation is value neutral, neither good nor bad, or perhaps just a little bad or a little good depending on your point of view. An example of this is just about any fictional book you may read or fictional movie you may watch. All books and movies try to manipulate our emotions. That's why we enjoy them. We enjoy feeling happy, scared, sad, amused, or excited. It's odd to think of people enjoying feeling sad, but that's why people will cry during a movie and then say, <laughs> It was great! It's called a cathartic experience. Ah, another one of those great vocabulary words you learn from Mr. Wilson every once in a while. Go look that one up yourself. So here's another way of stating the first core concept of media literacy, which you will also write in your entries. All media is manipulated, and all media aims to manipulate. Make sure you write that down. Now, when we have classroom discussions about this, my students tend to concentrate on advertisements. And it's true, advertisements are very obviously manipulated with the product, whether it's a canned ham or a political candidate, looking and sounding as good as it can possibly be made to look and sound. And it obviously aims to manipulate the audience. Buy this ham or vote for this guy. But what about other forms of media? Aren't there some types that aren't manipulated? Photographs, for example. Don't photographers simply point their cameras at a subject and present us with unvarnished truth and reality? The answer is no way. First, the act of framing an image is in itself a type of manipulation. The photographer decides how to frame a picture. In other words, what part of a scene to place a frame around. Or to put it more bluntly, what part of reality to show us. 
if a photojournalist covers a protest downtown, where most people march peacefully, but a small minority break windows and set fires, what images do you think the photographer will want to capture the most? And what images will her editors decide to run in the newspaper or magazine? Depending on how the photographer framed the images, it could be made to look like the protesters were peaceable or violent. And it could portray the police as keeping peace or perhaps using excessive force. Beyond framing and choosing subjects, there are more obvious examples of manipulation in photography. A photographer taking pictures for an advertisement or package will digitally manipulate the photograph to make it look perfect, whether it's a product or a person. And even in photojournalism, some pictures have been found to be digitally manipulated as well, although it's not allowed. One famous example of this is a picture of O.J. Simpson on the cover of Time magazine in 1994. Time darkened the image, which can be seen when comparing their cover to that of Newsweek, which also ran the photo without manipulating it. Why did they do this? Some say in order to make him look more menacing and guilty. The bottom line is, it's dishonest, and it was done to sell magazines. So, are all pictures digitally manipulated? No. Most pictures in the news are not, though some are. But if all photographs are manipulated, are all pictures really lies? No. The point here is that, as with all media, photographs are created, and created for a reason. We should always look critically at all media, which does not mean that we should think all media is full of lies or is bad. I love media. I love creating media like this. I love to manipulate my audience. You should think critically about how I am doing it, but you shouldn't think I'm trying to fool you or sell you something. So remember, to send your 1995 to Mr. Wilson today for your media deconstruction kit. Just kidding. What I want you to do now is to think of some examples of media manipulation and write about them. How does a band manipulate their music? How does a web designer manipulate their websites? How does a filmmaker manipulate her movie? How does an author manipulate his words. If you're writing a blog entry, I would like you to link to an example of media and analyze it for the different ways in which it has been manipulated. It could be an advertisement, a picture, a song, a video, a website. As long as it's media, it's been manipulated. It's our job to figure out how and why. And we'll talk about that more in our next podcast when we discuss the second core concept of media literacy. Until then, keep analyzing all that media. Thanks for joining us here at Mr. Wilson's Media Literacy Podcast. Music